Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, Minister Sharma. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, you've really tackled a very important issue that's uh, near and dear to my heart. And I think our listeners uh, really need to, to hear and be brought up to speed to the important work that your legislation is doing out there in British Columbia. Can you talk a little bit about what was you were seeing as being the, the current state of affairs in terms of non-consensual sharing of intimate images? I'm not sure all parents really know what that term means and, and how much it's exploded. Yeah, thanks for the good question. So, um, you know, and a lot of it is anecdotal reporting because the stats are just um, just kind of somewhere. Sometimes we report, sometimes they don't. But generally what we know is that young people, especially with their phones and adults, can share intimate images of themselves with their consent. And sometimes um, they're exploited because of that and sexploitation and and threats and non-consensual disclosure is something that's extremely harmful for people. It's a form of sexualized violence and it can have very devastating impacts. Um, we had um, a case that was uh, very well known with Amanda Todd in, in BC and Carol Todd's been a very, a very strong advocate for changes. Um, and my role as attorney general is to help protect vulnerable people in our province. Um, so the legislation that we passed um, in BC will, is a trauma-informed process to make sure that young people or adults alike, if somebody's distributing their images without their consent, that they can get an order quickly um, to have that taken down and to force the person to stop. And so are we talking about just, you know, teens that are, you know, a little immature and then they send off like a bikini picture or, you know, for, for the average parent, I think they think that this is just something that happens on the margins, but this is actually becoming kind of, um, pretty popular behavior. I mean, I was sort of surprised in the um, data that came out of um, the organization that is actually the reporting organization, the cybertips.ca, when they said it was a 150% increase in the last six months of people reporting around this. Like this is, this is, this is 
typical teenage behavior, you think? Um, I think it's probably far more common than parents can think it is. Um, kids communicate these days using phones and pictures in various ways. And um, and I think that there's a level of understanding how sexualized violence shows up in the online space and through technology that uh, we as parents sometimes have to catch up with, um, but but that we, we really need to be informed. Uh, one of the things that also surprised me um, to your point was that it's young boys that are exploited um, at a high rate with this. And so if you take an image of yourself um, that's an intimate image and share it with somebody and somebody takes advantage of that or spreads it without your consent, it's something that can lead to a thing called sexploitation where um, the person is escalating their threats or bribes or um, uh, they want, they force the person to do other more and more things or they'll say, I'll, I'll spread this to everybody. And that leads to a lot of shame, a lot of mental health issues. And oftentimes young people don't want to talk about it with their parents because they're ashamed of something that they don't need to be ashamed of. Um, so I think it's important that we have conversations with our young people and educate them um, about um, how they can be empowered and how what the line is between consent and non-consent online um, and how they can be protected. But yeah, there's a lot of stats out there that are surprising. And I think um, people are starting to just catch up to the extent that it's happening. Yeah, and I, I think about how young people get very confused about concepts of, of privacy. That seems to be a really, uh, a really hard one to, to teach at a young age. Uh, but some of these are their, uh, whatever in their they're dating or they're trying to impress someone or they're starting to build a relationship and when i was younger the big thing was i'll know that you love me if you give me your pin number to your atm card <laughs> because that really meant that you were like wow we must be like second level because we're like sharing passwords you know and and i think you know I didn't do that, but that was the floating thing of the day. And then I think about fast forward through raising my girls and where technology is now and where society is around sexual freedom and whatever. And I think that's, I'm sure, a very common request. You know, if you'd love me, you'd show me. And then they break up or something. Um, so I think it happens within relationships, but there's quite also like a market of predators that aren't interested at all in having a relationship with these people. They're just posing as other people. Mm -hmm. you know, fake personalities, fake profiles. Uh, and then once they've got somebody hooked, it's that shame piece that keeps them producing content. Then it's really comes down to blackmail. Yeah. So the National Center on, on Sexual Exploitation releases a list every year that they call the Dirty Dozen. And it's a list of, of social media platforms or online platforms that don't have proper safety procedures. I have a nine year old and I was surprised that Roblox was on there. Because um, I know a lot of young people use that site, um, and I think what what exactly to your point, it's it's not only the um, the line between consent in a relationship and non consent and distribution. It's also the exploitation that can happen online. And you and our legislation was broad enough to include um, uh, what what's termed commonly as deep fakes. So somebody taking an image of somebody and altering it. Um, and, and using it, um, you know, in, in whether it's like porn sites or, you know, that happens, right? So the, the legislation will protect that. So if you see an image that's altered of yourself and you want it taken down, then you can make an application to the court or our civil resolution tribunal, which is an online platform and say, I want that taken down. 
Um, so yeah, the, the speed at which exploitation can happen is certainly faster. Um, and we need to make sure we're protecting and empowering young people and adults to the risks that are associated with them. Yeah, and, and this, the, the, the psychological impact of this is, you know, if you haven't talk to a child or a family that's in this situation and trying to get this stuff taken down. And prior to your legislation, the barriers and the psychological damage, and of course, in the Amanda Todd case, which became quite famous in Canada, you know, eventual suicidality. And, and um, it, this is just such a, a massive issue for our young people and so, and so, so prevalent. So talk about the new powers then, because then you stepped in and said, there's more to be done. And I, I love that because I do believe if we're going to make technology is here, forever that's not that is we're not going back to the 1760s but we do have powers that we can exercise at all levels to make this new world a safer place for our kids and you exercise those muscles and i'm so excited about that so talk about the legislation and uh, where you've now improved matters for the people of british columbia yeah. So um, as I mentioned before, I really do believe my job is to help protect, use every tool to help protect vulnerable people in this province. And we introduced legislation to do what we can in our through our court system to help people take down images quickly. So we made it a trauma-informed process. So it's very low barrier. Um, we'll be launching the online site soon where a kid can, a young person or an adult can make an application on their phone um, to the Civil Resolution Tribunal. And with that application, they can get an order um, that that has two, they can do two things. So one is to tell the perpetrator, whoever's distributing the images that they need to stop and they need to recover the images and the online platforms that they need to take down those images uh, as quickly as possible. Um, and so we're trying to make it so young people are, are empowered to act. And one of the things we also built in there is that you don't have to tell your parents, you can tell a trusted guardian or another adult to help you with the process. Um, because I think it's sometimes the shame and embarrassment that they wrongly feel about being in that situation that keeps them from wanting to talk to them. And we want to make it so they're not harmed, right? That they know they're they're empowered to to find a solution so the harm can stop. Um, so that that's built into that process. And I uh, recently wrote um, a lot of the main platforms to say, look, this legislation in BC, um, we expect you to comply with them. So I've been having meetings with some of the bigger uh, platforms um, and, and we're waiting for responses on other ones to just let them know that if there's an order in BC that comes out to protect and to take down an image, then we expect them to comply. Um, and so we're working through making sure that it's implemented in the best possible way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from 
beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Are you generally seeing that they're being collaborative? Or are you having to like kind of say, or there will be stiff fines? I mean, how, how, how are those conversations going with, I mean, some of the platforms are, like you said, roadblocks or meta, but some of them are like the hookup sites and Pornhub. And I don't know how interested they really are in human rights over profits. Yeah, really good questions. I, I think that we all have to work together to make sure that these companies are not bigger than governments and laws and and all the things that we need to protect, particularly people. Um, I've met with uh, Meat Geeks who runs Pornhub, and I told them that um, the orders will be coming out. And we talked about how quickly they'll be able to take down the content. I'm going to monitor to make sure that that it does happen. If there's anything on their site, and there's a there's a court order out of BC to take it down. Um, I've met with Google um, so far. I have um, OnlyFans, I think, has reached out. So we'll be meeting with them. I'm just going to continue to do the work uh, necessary to make sure that um, those sites know that that we're uh, there are notice that in BC we're protecting these young young people and adults from this type of sexual exploitation and and we expect them to comply with those orders. So we're going to keep at it. Um, I think it's it's really powerful if all governments work together on this at different levels and and I think a lot are focusing on this more. I think the more that we can hold companies that are cross border and seem seemingly bigger than one jurisdiction to account. Um, the better we'll be in terms of uh, making it a fairer and more just world. So kudos to you and British Columbia. But I think one thing with the internet is that it sort of feels like it doesn't have the same provincial borders or what, you know, it feels very international and everywhere. So, you know, do we, are we protected in Ontario if people are living in the States or, or abroad? How do they know whether or not they have the same kind of legislation and, and what can they do to advocate to get that legislation? Because I honestly think that parents didn't know that we, it, with the right action, could even make more stringent um, legislation that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there are a few other provinces that have legislation um, that that is about the non-consensual disclosure of intimate images. Um, I really do believe that the the process of working together is important, but also um, we need to develop low barrier ways to to attack this. So I I would encourage, um, I guess, people across the country um, to uh, to speak to their lawmakers and talk about the extent to which the vulnerable people can be protected and and working together will always make it better. We have really strong advocates too, like Carol Todd um, and all these organizations across the country and really the globe that are focusing on real solutions that will help people take down content, right, very quickly. Um, so there is a world of resources out there uh, for people. And, and you know, we have to make sure that our, our law keeps up with, with these, uh, you know, the, the rate at which uh, harm is being done. And, and law loves precedent. So I thank you for precedent because that makes it a lot easier for everyone to kind of kind of come in behind. So if I'm just saying to a parent now that's listening, that is being, you know, uh, feeling great about the fact that there's more protection, but you are a parent who's never been in this situation before. And sure enough, your kid finally comes to you. 
Uh, and as you say, I think I read some research that said the average child is waits almost a year before they tell their parent or their counselor they get their, you know, it's it's really a, a, a shame that they feel so badly about it. We couldn't help earlier. But when they finally do, and a parent now is like shocked with this news that this has happened to their family, to their child, what what is the next step it's not going to be write a letter to parliament it's not going to be sending you the photo and knocking on your office doors what is the route that a parent does when they now need to use the force of that law and take the next step to get that non-consensual image down yeah so um in bc will be launching very shortly we just passed the legislation very shortly an online platform that will be for anybody in that situation to be able to make an application online 24 7 to have that um, image taken down, to get an order to have it taken down. Um, I also want to say if there is a parent uh, or parents out there that are that that's happening to, there are a lot of resources that are helpful and that will help support not only that child, but also um, the parent through the discussions that need to happen. Um, and and, and I, I think that help is only just a phone call away or an email away when it comes to these scenarios. We really want to get the education in the school system early so kids know beforehand, like you said, that idea that they would wait a year before they tell um, parents um, or a guardian that they, the minute it happens, it's wrong and they're not alone. They've been victimized and that's not on them. That's right. That you are a victim. You're a victim of sexualized violence, and it's not on you. And if somebody is doing something without your consent, that it's wrong. And I think we really need to get that message out to young people. They are. Uh, they have amazing tools in their hand, right, with phones and technology, and it can be also be very devastating. So the education that needs to go along with having that at, in your palm, the palm of your hands at all times. Um, is so important for everybody, right? So we can prevent the harm done. And a lot of the the work we're doing and the harsh penalties that we put in the legislation is to be preventative, right? Is to say, look, if you do this, this conduct is wrong, first of all, drawing a circle around it. And if you do this, you can face financial penalties, you can face like all these other things that will that will happen to you. So people understand what the line is, which we need to do in on the online space. We need to make sure what's proper, what's legal and what's not is very well defined. So we not don't navigate in this kind of wild west that people are subject to. Well, I, I I appreciated that you took a sensitivity to the fact that a lot of the reasons why people don't want to come forward is they don't want to be re-traumatized. Uh, they don't want their name associated. It you know it's uh, it kind of re-triggers them in in a traumatic way. And the fact that you can be anonymous, that you don't have to associate your name, that you can do it without your parents. Like there's so like you've really done great work around what stops kids from um moving forward those barriers and, and pulling those down um I, i'm i'm just really impressed so we'll be really interested to see as those resources come forward and hopefully you're happy with us sharing those with parents and um for parents to take uh the hopefully the initiative to speak to who to their mpps you know and speak up and start to advocate so we make sure that this is coverage if it's possible in bc it's possible everywhere uh so thank you for leading the charge yeah, thanks for being interested in this and the important work you do on, on getting the word out there for parents about um, the work they can do to, to stop the harm. So I just really appreciate that. Thank you very much for your time and congratulations on your efforts. Yeah, thanks, Allison. Take care. You bet. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast. So thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. 
This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax. With their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs, you can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.